0: If you feel that life is just giving you more than you can handle, please realize that you are not alone. Welcome to Abba Daddy House Girls Speak Out with your hosts, the founders of Abba Daddy House, Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We're here to listen and provide help for you and others. At last, you have a place to speak out and be heard. Now, here are your hosts, Annette and Myrna. It's Friday
1: and here we are. In Cottonwood, Idaho, at Major Bargains with John Mogger. I'm Myrna. I'm Annette. And we are so thankful to be here today. And I don't know what about you, but I had like
2: three Thursdays of this week. (laughs) I thought today was a Monday.
1: (laughs) I just I, slid right into it, though. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means we're tired, too busy, or not busy enough. What My do you think? My brain's not working today. Well, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> then we won't expect much from you, or yeah, what?
2: Right. That's okay. it. All right. So, if you fall asleep, then we just let you snore? <laughs> you should see me doing the books this morning. Oh, I was. fell asleep three times. I had to refigure the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Okay. That's good. I'll I'll, I'll double-check you. <laughs> oh, you didn't have to. The bank did. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we so appreciate, we so appreciate
1: John Mogger. He has allowed us, I don't know how many times we've been here. We should yeah. probably count. Um, <laughs> when we first moved in, he didn't even know us. That's right. When we first moved to Idaho, we lived in a pole barn. Yes. In, in two fifth wheels. Dirt floors. Dirt floors. He, he gave us bed and a stove. And a stove so that we could cook. Right. Yep. And, and that was a nice stove. It was a nice stove.
2: And it was in the same condition when we gave it back to him. Yes, me. it was. <laughs> and that's when we found out the broiler did work. Yeah. <laughs> and he asked us, did we cook on it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: But it was oh. it was awesome. He has a big heart, and he has a big heart for God, and he has a big heart for the people in Cottonwood, mm-hmm. the surrounding areas, and for Idaho and the world. Yeah. So we're going to introduce John to the world today. This is John Mogger. He's lived in Cottonwood his whole life, I think. Yes. Yes, and he's just going to tell us a little bit about... His childhood, And then we're just going to let it go from there and let it flow. John, you're on.
3: All right. Hello, world. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for uh, inviting me here. And uh, is that better? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, It's always a blessing and stuff like that to do any kind of um, talking about the Lord, and especially to my brothers and sisters and stuff, because there's always a camaraderie. And uh, I, I have the gift of gab that I always... Lord always puts things on my heart. It's like you never, you've never met a stranger and stuff. You know what I mean? When when you met the person, you know, I met a guy the other day that bought a stove, and it was just like I met him, and he's I've known him my whole life.
2: Mm. That's <laughs> why you acted weaky. Yeah,
3: out. yeah. So, um, but it wasn't always that way. Um, so we'll get into that later on and stuff. But, um, boy, childhood, uh, born in 1968, and uh, kind of a bigger Catholic family here in Conwood. Um, I had uh, two other brothers um, besides myself and three sisters, and uh, we all grew up, you know, in the Catholic faith, and uh, my dad worked for the monastery up on the hill, um, and we would do the normal, traditional prayers and kneeling before the Lord and praying and, you know, doing our fasting and stuff like that, so kind of a foundation, mm-hmm. um, which I th- I'm i thankful for. Um, so... Uh, as I grew up in life, um, you know, I'd go to church on Sundays and felt that that was the status quo. Um, you know, if the mass was at ten or whatever like that, and then you sit in your pew and you just you listen to the the priest do his thing and and after you're done, then you you, you fulfilled it. I and mean, then if you didn't go, then that was supposed to be a sin and and uh, which, you know, in our family and stuff like that, you know, the parents made us go. It wasn't like we desired to. Um, you talk to any little kid and stuff, they'd rather be out riding little mm-hmm. bikes versus, you know, going to church. But right. mm-hmm. it became, became a normal a tradition, okay? So as I grew up in the, in that faith and stuff like that, um, we had a lot of, well, my parents in this building where you guys actually, were where I own it and you guys come here, this used to be called the Old Twins Bar, Oh, really? Yes, and there used to be a lot of people that came in here and partied. Now, my dad has the same name as me, John Mogger, so we got confused a lot. But uh, people would, you know, John, you know, so I'm the fourth. I'm John, actually John the fourth. So I'm what they call a living tradition. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but they used to play, my dad was very musically talented. matter of fact, I got a record up here um, that was made of him back in the day, and he never had to take a lick of lessons, uh, played them. Piano, accordion, violin, guitar, and they used to have amateur nights, um, like on Saturday nights at KORT, and that's how my oh, um, okay. that's how my mom and my dad met. So they were singing together, and then lo and behold, they had something in common, and.
1: Okay, K O R T is a local radio station yes. that broadcasts out of Grangeville.
3: Yes. Okay. okay. And so um, music was very empowered in our house. I meant, especially around Christmas time. I meant the joy of Silent Night, singing around the piano. Oh, couldn't wow. open your Christmas gifts unless we – everyone. If you came to our house, which we had a lot of people with my dad's music, they would skip their Christmases and come to our house and be there just to see the. the, the Come up if you were at our house, you had to come around the piano and sing Silent Night, and then of course, there was a lot of you know people there partying and mm-hmm. stuff like that and celebrating. And then after all the Christmas songs, then you'd be up till two or three in the morning singing all the other Waltz mm-hmm. Across Texas, Blue Eyes Crying, mm-hmm. and all that other stuff. But um, family, you know, to pulling together and stuff. So at age six, um, my dad was called down here so many times to play the piano and stuff during the weekdays. I would be out in a car sitting, waiting for my parents day after day. We're not talking just like on a Friday or a Saturday. Um, so I'd be peeking through the window waiting for my parents to, hey, I want to go home. And
1: uh, Were all of your kids out, all, all of you sit out there or just you? Or?
3: Pretty much. If we kind of have our older three and the younger three. So the uh-huh. older three were kind of already, you know, they were down here sometimes in the bar because there's, there's, a, there's a gap between, you know, 10, 15 years between some of us. So... Uh, the younger three, yes. I have a younger brother, Greg, and we'd be in the car and stuff as well. <clears throat> and the interesting part was is that, you know, this happened a lot. And so when you, they, the people would leave the bar at 1 or 2 in the morning, they would come up to our house. And my dad would be playing. And it's so loud with people in your house, you're like you can't sleep. Mm-hmm. And so you'd get up and just, you know, be with the people. Well, they this one guy brought a drum set,
4: mm. and
3: he played drums up there. And I sat intensely just watching him and probably for about an hour, and he got up to go to the bathroom, and my dad was still playing, and I hopped right on that set, and everybody's mouth dropped. Now, just like my dad, he never had to work, I mean, it just came to him, I meant to be able to play those things, and it wasn't just, you know, one stroke or one tee th- at a time, I meant so <clears throat> there was a gentleman there that was like, his mouth just dropped, so for Christmas, that's what I wanted, and uh, so our Christmas time, I, I was praying and asking Santa and stuff for a drum set, and we go to church and come back and we sing silent night and there's no drum set around the mm-hmm. tree. and I was just devastated. <laughs> then about an hour into our you know celebration and stuff, there was a knock on the door and there was a nice red pearl drum set you know sitting out on the porch and I people said my head hit my head hit the ceiling. I was mm-hmm. so excited. So I grew up playing music with my dad, um, just the older stuff mm-hmm. and that was the only thing that we had a bondage to. Uh, We never went fishing or hunting, but music was, you know, one of the things that drew us together.
2: And that's one thing I didn't even know about you, that you could play music. Yes. So you played by ear?
3: Yeah, yes. matter of fact, I, I, so growing up my whole life, that's one of the things that I played with my dad. and, And we, as time went on, this place in 1986, then this building here, burnt down. Okay. Oh, really it, it it it's a concrete building, mm-hmm. but all the structure, the wood right. structure, and everything burnt down. So the two ladies that owned this, uh, Dorothy and Bernie uh, Tipton, uh, they were two twins. that's why they called it the twins. Uh, they decided instead of rebuilding here, they wanted to go up the street and started their bar up up the street, okay. So this building sat vacant, so then kind of that bar life of my dad's kind of dwindled because mm-hmm. this was a huge place for people that came. And they didn't have DUIs and W, you know, DWIs mm-hmm. back then, and that kind of stuff. So, <clears throat> my dad then started playing, you know, a little bit here and there for like nursing homes. And as I started seeing that change, I was like, you know, he had a lot of anxiety towards it because, you know, when you when you're yeah. used to this, you know, the people right. that are drunk are like, hey, you know, you're mm-hmm. playing great. Mm-hmm. Well, when you're going into a nursing home, you got people sitting in wheelchairs, and sometimes they don't even know who they are right so you, it's a totally different atmosphere <clears throat> but so later on in my life um, in about in high school and stuff I lost a sister to suicide mm. and you know we're my dad I remember to this day he comes home on on a Saturday and lays down and he's just rolling on the floor just screaming and we couldn't get a word out edgewise on him and finally, you know, he said that we lost our sister and stuff. You know, we'd, we'd been missing her for a while, but she dealt with drugs and, mm. you know, divorce, and she lost her kids and stuff like that. So it was kind mm. of a step process. And I was probably about a sophomore junior in high school. Mm. So when you, when you have that happen in, in your hometown like this, wow. you begin to wonder, what's wrong with us? What's wrong with our family? And we still did our normal prayer you know, we still mm-hmm. stuck to that. I mean, that was our super glue. okay? Um, and this community was very strict and on the Catholic faith and stuff like that. I mean, when that happened, I bet we had 500 to 300 people come just one right after the other bring food. And, you know, I never saw a community, I still remember to this day, come to the door just with gifts and food and we're here for you and stuff like that, and that's one of the things I seen the other day when this gentleman passed mm-hmm. away. How many logging trucks did we get? Right. It was like exactly. fifty-five right. or mm-hmm. sixty of them yeah. that just came around. Yeah. The church was so packed because mm-hmm. of his 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 spirit of who mm-hmm. he was yeah. and stuff as a gentleman.
2: So we were new here when my son passed away, and somebody paid for his funeral. The yeah. whole thing. And I knew yeah. nobody here. Yes.
3: Yeah. yeah. So the, the area here with the sisters up on the hill and stuff, you know, they do pray for this community. Mm-hmm. And the people on mm-hmm. a daily basis, I mean, they mm-hmm. just don't sit up there and eat right. food and
2: oh, go to bed. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's <laughs> an, awesome. Yeah. yeah, the monastery. Yeah. That's awesome over there.
3: And if you look back and go, wow, I have to have people praying for you, sometimes that you get spoiled. Mm-hmm. You get into an area where it's like, well... You know, now we're seeing with social media that the rest of the world isn't like this. This That's is right. like this is like Mayberry. Mm-hmm. So, um, so anyways, I growing up, um, getting closer. You know, all of a sudden I got married and had some kids and stuff like that. You know, I have four boys and went through it. Um, started going through some back problems at my workplace because I was always a yes sir. You know, if they need me to work extra. Mm-hmm. Um, they decided, you know, okay, you know, this person's sick, you need to fill in. I just did it. And uh, all of a sudden, I started having back problems. And then it exasperated when I started going through the divorce. Um, you know, it was, it was not healthy. Um, so now I have no work, four mm-hmm. kids, bad back, going, okay, i <laughs> some forks in the road. Um, and basically, you know, I I knew of the Lord, but I didn't know Him. And there was a gentleman here in town, a pastor, Buzz Dolan, at the community church, that said, you know, have you ever asked Him into your heart? And I'm like, what? I go to church on Sundays. I'm good. He goes, no, 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 no. That's that's, that's a religion, not a relationship. Which we hear it a lot. Mm-hmm. When you know, if mm-hmm. you're in, once you've accepted the Lord, right. you hear it a lot in mm-hmm. testimonies. Yeah. So, but. I was like, okay, you yeah, have just like my sister, this door number one, drugs, door number two, suicide, door number three, alcohol, or the other door, the Lord. In all the pictures that I've seen growing up when I was a kid, um, around our house and around some of the Catholic houses, there's this picture with Jesus knocking, knocking on, on the door. door yep. And there's no doorknob on your right. side.
1: No doorknob. It's knob. on our side. That's
3: right. And, and it takes us to get up off whatever we're at, whether we're feeling lowly or whatever, just that commitment of saying, Lord, I need you. Mm-hmm. And and then he does the rest. Now, sometimes I've had people say, well, I've asked him in and he still hasn't made any, you know, changes in my mm-hmm. life. And I say, well, it takes process, it takes mm-hmm. time, but it also takes commitment on your part. You know, just opening that door, I like to think about opening it up every day.
2: And right. it takes faith. Yeah. I mean, you gotta believe something.
3: right." So, um, I accepted the Lord, and, it, and, and the first thing is I came home after that, and I turned on the TV, and what was on was Jerry Springer.
1: Oh, my gosh.
3: <laughs> now, I used to watch that, and it didn't affect me.
1: Really? Oh.
3: But after I came home and I had the Spirit of the Lord in my heart, it affected I you knelt then? to my knees and bawled like a baby,
4: mm-hmm.
3: and bawled, and bawled, going, I fed myself this. Why did I feed myself this? I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And so the Lord convicted me saying, listen, this is what you've been, you know, so that that point became a whole different and letting the Lord can, you know, tell me what I needed to do and not what I think I needed Mm -hmm. to do. Mm -hmm. So,
2: yeah, I used to watch Jerry Springer a little bit.
3: So, you know what I'm talking about.
2: Yeah, but it would make me so sick to my stomach. I'd have to turn the channel. Then I prayed for him. (laughs) We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll finish the stories of John. And his life because he has an interesting life. Amen. Amen. And he's such a neat guy. So we'll be we'll go to break and we'll talk to you guys when we come back. Okay.
5: This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Look for Annette and Myrna's book. Turning the Curse into a
0: Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. The book elucidates the journey of how Annette Smith gained healing from living as a child and other people. The book is available through Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle formats. Anyone who is looking for guidance from God and feeling that life is hopeless should read this book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. Find it today. Abba Daddy House, Incorporated was founded by Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We provide pro bono counseling for those caught in the insurance gap. We also provide basic needs for those who have great difficulty making it from one month to the next. Donations for expanding our business are always appreciated. Remember Philippians 4, verse 3. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. Visit
5: AbbaDaddyHouse.org. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel.
0: You are listening to Abba Daddy Girls Speak Out. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to Abba Daddy House Seven at gmail.com. Now back to Myrna and Annette.
1: While we were on, while we were on break, we were talking with John because suicide is a touchy um, subject, and I I didn't want to approach it on air. But John has graciously opened that door for us to talk about. Um, his the catholic faith and how it handles suicide so john just kind of share how that was for you
3: Um, well when that when that happened when my when i found out or when my dad you know finally came to you know there was so many people that surrounded us with love Mm -hmm, in this community and you know the sisters up on Mm -hmm. the hill but just in general Mm -hmm. you know and it my own point was like oh you know, what's wrong with us? Mm -hmm. You know, what's wrong with our family? Right. But up to that point, we were like the only one in this area that had that happen to. So Mm it's like, okay, now my mom's on medication, my dad's on medication and I have a lost sister to a suicide, it's like, okay, what's wrong with our family? And, uh, but you know, they pulled together and still kept encouraging us in our faith and stuff with Jesus and who Mm -hmm. he is and God. There's always those mixed emotions. Okay, is she in heaven? Is she not in heaven? Right. You know, you're not. You know, the Bible says clearly mm-hmm. you're not supposed to. And but the Lord is so merciful. For those years that I had my bad back and I walked, I was probably three years with no income. Mm. Okay, no work. Four boys. House payment of five seventy-five. Now, mm. when I when I accepted the Lord into my heart. I came back to the pastor several times that introduced him to me and said, what do I, you know, what do I do? And he goes, well, once you're his, you basically need to surrender things unto him. So the first thing I was like, well, Lord, I'm having a tough time with my finances.
1: You're right. (laughs) You know,
3: no work, boys and food and stuff. How am I going to survive? The ex saying, okay, you're going to lose your house and all the in naysayers and stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm going to see how you how you're going to work this, how you're going to do this. And I either need my back healed or mm-hmm, you exactly. know provide you know multitude of the fish and the loaves. So I went to the Catholic church and I I sat in front of the you know tabernacle there, and I was like, Lord, you know, I hear that you take care of people. I'm not just doing it, f- you know, in my mind. I want to do it physically. So I presented all my bills and laid them on the altar and said, mm-hmm. I, I do not want to pull these back i don't want to f- put a fish line on them i don't want to try to pull them back i said i want to give them 100 percent to you not 99 and then
4: mm.
3: kind of come back and say well why aren't you taking care of this and stuff
4: right
3: i said i'll see how you do with that i'm going to mm-hmm. take care of the rest of my life and over those three years they still didn't know what was wrong with my back i couldn't pick mm. up my my youngest boy out of the crib mm. i'd have the neighbor come down i was still able to make my house payments don't know how Wow. I didn't get nothing from the church, nothing from Workman's Comp where I got hurt, nothing from anybody. My parents were poorer than right. me. I even tried listing my house for sixty-five thousand. Mm. It appraises right now at one hundred eighty-nine. Mm. And the Lord told me, "He says, I'm in the restoration business. You can list your house. That's fine. But I'm not going to have anybody buy it because I, when I do a work, and I work on something, I just don't fix the fender. Mm. I fix the whole car. So when you when you're mine, you have full coverage. Okay. Oh, wow. And mm-hmm. so, <laughs> so three years, still nothing with my back. Um, a lot of anxiety. You know, I'd see people in the community. You know, I'd kind of cower. I would walk the streets, and I'd put the rosary in my pocket, and I'd pull it out when there was no car, but then put it back in when I saw a car. And Lord said, "What are you doing?
4: Mm-hmm.
3: What are you ashamed of?" Mm. And that opened my eyes going, wow, you know, he, if he's my friend and he's my Savior, someone seeing me carrying a rosary and stuff and praying should be on the outside. It should be on our right. sleeves. It should mm-hmm. be, you know, not just where we do it in church at 10 to 11. Right. Mm-hmm. Where we feel comfortable. Right. It's out in the world in mm-hmm. the book of Acts. It says, you know, go to the highways and byways.
2: Yes. Or over the radio. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> so I was empowered, you know, just, you know. Still talking to the Lord, but still carrying, you know, that around. And then um, I would go up to the cemetery on my walk and just say, Lord, I need to know. And is my sister in a better place? I'm burdened for her. I, you know, and this was still, I was a junior in high school Mm -hmm. and I'm I'm 30 something, so I'm still dealing with this for, Mm
1: -hmm.
3: you know, you can't just flip a switch off when that happens. You're right. So it was wintertime, snow was deep. I lost that rosary. Um. And, uh, I was like, okay, Lord, you know, you'll help me find it. Well, that day, it'd been lost for maybe about a week or so. That day I walked out of my house, and the snow was probably three feet deep. But there was this hole about the size, of about the round as my arm. It looked like a squirrel that dug a hole. You know, like a mm-hmm. squirrel would dig a hole. Right. I thought, well, that's weird. So I'd reached my hand down in there. And the rose was weighed on the grass, mm. no snow around it. So I mm-hmm. grabbed it. Mm. Last day of this of the millennium, I think two thousand or whatever, uh, nineteen ninety nine. I can't remember. But anyways, we I was walking up to the cemetery, and it was really cloudy and dark and just kind of ugh, three o'clock, you know, in the afternoons, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, wow. and I said, yeah. Lord, help me! I said, I need to know. I said, I can't go on my whole life wandering. And I seen this beam of light on mm. that crucifix up there at the cemetery. And it was mm. the only light shining on. I was, I mean, just on that. Yep. So I was like, oh, Lord, that's so awesome. you. just Thank named you.
2: two things. That hole was the size of your arm. Uh-huh. It was the size of God's arm. Mm. He dug the hole. He stuck his arm in. Right. To clear the snow away from where your cross was. Right. The beam of light. That mm. was God's light shining mm-hmm. there. Right to point your direction for right. you. Right. Two miracles from God.
3: Well, and I didn't realize that that rosary was our family rosary. It was my grandma's, my oh great-grandma's my and so on and so forth. So oh. after after I saw that beam of light, I still walked to my sister's, yes. you know, I'm trudging yes. through the snow, right. deep snow. But what I'm amazed by and to, and I I wasn't crazy. Okay. It's like someone had taken a square no shovel. Yep. And Cut all around where the snow was, where my sister's casket was. Mm-hmm. To, to the there was, I could see the grass, it mm-hmm. was cut straight, and I stood there in awe. Just I mean, it's three feet snow everywhere else, yep. but that was cut deep mm-hmm. and to where like she was exhumed, or you uh-huh. know what I mean? I it, understand. it was a sign.
4: Mm-hmm. Yep,
3: I left there praising the Lord and just yep. like, okay, you know, I know where you. she is. Yes, She's amen. She's with you. Yeah, so I had all that peace and going, so, okay, mm-hmm. I don't have that burden anymore. I thank you for that sign. Mm-hmm. I meant. Three signs. Yeah. <laughs> well, then we decided with that rosary, our family did, because we're very, you know, that drew us closer together. Oh, yes. Um, especially to the Lord. All my brothers and sisters. Daughter, As you
1: shared that with yes. them? Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh, and I'm your a, dad? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Um, then we decided to make that, instead of it just, the Lord said, you need to pass this on. So, right then, my uncle started having you know, some issues and stuff. So I prayed about it with my family and we handed that rosary over to him. Mm. Well, when he, he got, you know, better and stuff, then he decided to hand it to someone else. So it became in the oh family. I don't know where it's at now. It, it's irrelevant. It might come back It's helping somebody else. Exactly. But the fact is that that cross on that rosary, you know, it isn't about reciting the prayer. It's just that fact is like when I was carrying it outwardly. Yes. It was a gesture of what the Lord had done. Mm-hmm. Not about me saying the Hail Marys and the Holy Marys. Right. It was about, you know, are you going to witness to me before yeah. your fellows, brothers and sisters? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: So that he walked with me through that. Okay. But still no, still no income, still no, no work, uh, yeah. bad back. So they decided to do a dye test on me. And they found out that I had fissures in two of my discs, L3, L4, L4, L5. And the doctor says, that's where your problem is. So we need to fuse you. Okay, so we need to take out the discs, put rods and screws in. Mm. So I went through that, trusting the Lord mm. wholly. I said, okay. So I had another year of rehabilitation. So we're talking four years. Mm-hmm. So um, no income still, nothing. I meant my, <laughs> through that all, I mean, it wasn't about the, the rods and the screws being put in to help me. It was that the Lord was walking through me saying, listen, mm-hmm. you can't give a testimony on no income, unless you've you've had something yep. and come through out on the other end, you can't give people hope. If 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 you if you you have your sight, well, you know you, the the testimonies in the Bible are all about people that had that were blind and mm-hmm. deaf and you know couldn't they were dead. You're right, <laughs> you know what I mean. Those are mm-hmm. the things that give us like wow, you know. He's still working today.
2: Yeah, you can't testify unless you swim in water. And
3: we can't rewrite the Bible. No, we you can't. You know, it, we can't rewrite the Bible. So our testimony is the Bible of God mm-hmm. keeping his word alive, what he right. did. Mm-hmm. Now, if I walked around and said, guess what the doctor did for me? Right. Well, oh, guess what I did today? Mm-hmm. That's why when you guys came mm-hmm. in and said, hey, I need to, you know, can we do this? I'm like, yeah, this is his shop. It's not mine. I know you introduced mm-hmm. and said, we're, you know, so gracious that mm-hmm. John's allowing me to play here at the shop at the place where I was hurt as a child, mm-hmm. and I own this place now, mm-hmm. so <laughs> just look and go, God is so, he's funny, and he's, you know, he always keeps you, you know, if you look back and say, wow, okay, you used to sit out here in a car at three in the morning and be hurt as a child, because right now, if right. you did it, you'd be arrested.
1: Yes. Yep. Child, you know, yep.
3: you, you couldn't get away right. with doing that now, and, but it took a part for me also to forgive.
1: Yes. And, mm-hmm.
3: and the Lord's saying, listen, that's, it, it's not just you need to forgive, but you need to forgive because it's for your benefit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's for your
2: benefit, yeah. not. yeah. It's not for the victimizer. Right. So. It doesn't do them any good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um,
3: okay, where'd we leave off? I got, I get off on a okay, tangent so you somewhere. Get, so
1: you had the surgery. Yeah. It was another year.
3: So after that vocation rehabilitation decides, they said, hey, you know, let's, um let's get you started back to work. And your first place in line of work was Sterling Bank in Grangeville. I don't know the first thing about banking. I didn't want to be a banker. And they said, we'll pay half your wage. The bank will pay the other half. It was an open door. I said, well, Lord, if that's where you want me to go, we'll do it. I think the first month into it, they came to me and said, we're off in a program for all of our tellers and stuff to refinance their homes. And I'm like, I've had four years, no income. I got a lot of debt. Yeah, okay. And then they go, well, we need to see your four, last year for your tax returns. Mm. Um, I don't have any. <laughs> oh, no. So they go, well, we'll be right back. They come back and said, well, since you're an employee, we'll go ahead and do it. Oh, wow. <laughs> so they refinanced my house. And the equity I got, I was able to pay off my ex-wife and pay off other bills, still keep my home where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. We just did an add-on. Yep. Restoration. Remember I'm restoration. talking about restoration. Now, most people, when they go through a divorce... Or something like what I went through, they're like, we're moving to another town, starting over. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: Okay, they're starting over. Mm -hmm. But they're still carrying the baggage
1: Mm -hmm. that
3: they had from the previous place. Mm -hmm. I mean, they might shovel it underneath a a rug or something, but it's still there. What I've learned is that accepting the Lord in your heart is that he forgets it from the east to the west. That's right. And it takes us to, we're the hardest critics on ourselves. You know what I mean? Or and, on somebody else. <laughs> right, right. So um, that process of getting my refinance done was a step.
4: Mm-hmm. And
3: uh, uh, then it led to that job ended because it just, you know, there were some things that weren't, how do I say it? I mispronounced the lady's name and I got reprimanded for that. And I asked for another lady's ID to cash a check out and I got reprimanded in a small mm. town you're supposed yeah. to know yeah. everybody and everything yeah. mm-hmm. so it, it was just yeah so that ended up and I ended up working at another job which I'll tell you here in just a minute yeah
2: we're going to go to break and when we come back we'll let John finish the story that Amen. he's telling and, and we'll get to learn some more stuff about John <laughs> he's such a cool guy and mm. you guys will be amazed at some of the stuff he has to tell mm. and so we'll go to break and talk to you mm. when we get back
5: Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Abba Daddy House Incorporated was founded by Myrna
0: Thatcher and Annette Smith. We provide pro bono counseling for those caught in the insurance gap. We also provide basic needs for those who have great difficulty making it from one month to the next. Donations for expanding our business are always appreciated. Remember Philippians 4, verse 3. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. Visit Abadaddyhouse.org. Look for Annette and Myrna's book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. The book elucidates the journey of how Annette Smith gained healing from living as a child and other people. The book is available through Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle formats. Anyone who is looking for guidance from God and feeling that life is hopeless should read this book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. Find
5: it today. We don't follow, we lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel.
0: You are listening to Abba Daddy Girls Speak Out. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to House 7 at gmail.com. Now... Back to Myrna and Annette.
1: Well, as, as we return from break, again, we have John Mauger here who has uh, graciously allowed us to broadcast from his office here mm-hmm. in Cottonwood, Idaho. And it's actually God's building, but mm-hmm. John is lending Amen. it to us. Amen. And we're going to return to his story. And I think there was a couple of areas that um, we kind of wanted John to expound on, and that was about his sister's children. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, yeah, they were pretty young and stuff when um, when this all happened. But one of the reasons why um, she lost them was when she would go out and, you know, I'd babysit them a lot. When she would go out and stuff at nights and stuff, she would have other people, you know, babysit. And there was a particular individual in this town and stuff like that. He was a friend of mine that uh, babysat. And then all of a sudden they found out when the kids went up to visit with their father over the summer that there were some inappropriate things Mm -hmm. that happened now there was no you know court or proven things and stuff there was just that that was presented and so then therefore he kept the children and said you're going to have to fight me for them at that particular point they were down here all the time and then he basically had them during the summer and so he was like you know I don't want them in that environment I don't want them hurt and then that kind of triggered her like okay I've lost my husband now I've lost my children And so her door that she opened was the drugs and that kind of stuff. Mm. So, but they're doing phenomenal. As a matter of fact, they were here just last year. My nephew got married and one of them lives in Canada. Her name is Jill and married to an amazing man and their children came and visited with us, our family, you know, and I actually brought her to the cemetery and, and, you know, showed her mom's to you know headstone and uh-huh. stuff like that and I got a picture of her dealing down there and just uh, so she's got she's got good memories and stuff of our good. family and then okay. Justin he's in Montana and oh, so he's she, close yeah so they we you know luckily now you know we can do stuff on Facebook and the family still keep in touch yes amen so, so they so. didn't
2: have no real horrible effects from it
3: no no the lord the been. lord blessed you know and, and they were um from a, a God-fearing family, too. So, I think that helped. Good, that you know, helped. their dad was a pastor at the Baptist Church here. Um, that's how my sister and him met. Okay. So, yeah.
2: Maybe God intervened in time. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. And you can always look back and woulda, shoulda, couldas, and stuff Your like idea. that. Because that's what I did. It's like, could I have babysat more? Could I have done yeah. this? But um, no. it's like that door I was telling you earlier yeah. of Jesus whatever door you open you got to be you know serious about what mm-hmm. door you're opening and what path you want to take mm-hmm. yourself on uh, sometimes as a child you don't have that option when you're bored into something like that but when we become knowledgeable mm-hmm. you know accepting the lord in our heart versus just okay you know getting your baptized and now mm-hmm. you're you know that conscious decision to open that door and I, I i run into a lot of people sometimes and say well i'm saved i'm good and i'm like well it, there's a roadblock there. You know, you want to put, you know, open that door every day.
2: Right. You know. And I've always said that, you know, no matter what happens to you, you got to remember that all things right. work out for the good of those that trust in the Lord. right? You know, b- bad or good. Right. You know.
3: Yeah, he showed me a vision the other day as River Jordan. And he says the River Jordan has life and fish and has abundance, mm-hmm. but it flows into the Dead Sea. That's right. And the Dead Sea just takes and consumes. It has no exit. So, the Lord's, you know, saying, I want to be the River Jordan through you.
4: Mm-hmm. So, that's
3: when our works become filthy rags when we right. try to do something. But if he's mm-hmm. like, you no, know, just like you guys saying, hey, mm-hmm. can we do this in here? Mm-hmm. It's your shop. It's God's shop. If he wants, if it's promoting him, mm-hmm. that's getting this out to the world, that's the River Jordan. Mm-hmm. That's his life flowing through us. And sometimes I look going, wow, I mean, I <laughs> I just want to be the conduit, right. you know. Whereas before, I just would like go to church and pray and think that I'm putting in my time. It was kind of like, almost like work.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You
3: know, I put in my, punch my card right. and, and sit in the pew and stand up, sit down, fight, fight, fight. You know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> stand up, sit down. I I go, don't her, quite, I heard, heard How much that was way. your paycheck for that one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: so, so. Okay, so I went off on another tangent there. That's um, okay.
4: Uh,
3: four years, okay, after the uh, Sterling Bank, um, then there was another opening on the paper that I noticed um, over in Grangeville at Lindsley's oh, And uh-huh. so, they were promoting this, like if you, you know, salesmen, you know, sell mm-hmm. some furniture, sell some appliances, you get, you know, commissions and stuff right. like that. I was there for probably about a year. <clears throat> and I look at sometimes seasons. God brings us through. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we look at the Sterling Bank. Mm-hmm. That was to help me get my financing done.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: It didn't fit. It wasn't a fit for us. There were some other things that happened there. So, basically, I left there on good terms, but guess where I get a lot of my used appliances from now? Really? (laughs) So, I have a deal with with Jeff over there, Mm -hmm. which he's very gracious. He he sells new, and I sell used. Mm -hmm. And so, when he puts a new one in someone's home, and they go, where do we go with the old one? He charges them a little bit to haul it off which would normally go to our landfills, mm-hmm. okay? And I know God's not about waste and right. stuff like that. And so then, therefore, I go over and I give him a little extra, mm-hmm. you know, for saving Him for me, and then I restore Him Again, in exactly. the restoration business. I love this the part of being able to, people say, well, what get you so excited about it? And I said, well, it, you can't just be excited just about restoring people's lives. It's when you see the joy of something that somebody couldn't afford. Exactly. You know, yeah. I get people in all the time and say, gosh, I only have a hundred bucks. I can't afford this. And the Lord will say, you need to give it to them. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden they have this, they start melting or crying. Yep. Yep. And I say, you know, I'm not giving it to you. God is. Yep. Because if it was me, I'd be charging you. Right. But once he put that, you know,
4: Mm -hmm. I I had
3: a lady in particular um, about two months ago that we came up to a price on a couch for 50 bucks. And I got up to the register and I wrote it up and God said, give it to her. And I gave it to her and she cried and cried and cried. And then she's like, I thought the Lord hated me. Oh, no. I thought I, my son died last year. She opened oh. up her heart. Oh, she poured out her heart saying, you know, I've been uh. so mad at the Lord. Mm. And I felt so she was like, I can't believe you did. that." I said, no, 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 no. It's not me because I was ringing it up. Uh-huh. <laughs> I said, it's God. And I said, he loves you and knows that what you're going through. And I says, I, I've never met this lady before. Never seen her. Wow. And so she comes in periodically and I'll say, how you doing? She goes, oh, a lot better. You know, I got that burden off me and stuff like mm. that. And I keep talking to her, you know, about God. The Lord. And, yeah, but she's open to it. She doesn't, you know. Over
2: close. a $50 couch. Amen. Who would have known?
3: Amen. How many, how many times have God?
2: you seen Satan attack you? Oh,
3: during that time when I was going through, well, the bad back. Okay. Yeah. I would consider that. Yep. No income. I yep. would consider that. Um, the naysayers like, okay, Uh you know, my ex-wife, you gonna lose your house. Mm -hmm. Then, um, I found before I, uh, (laughs) when I was going through the divorce and stuff, before I got my place back, I bought a trailer house and I decided, well, I'm going to live in this mobile home and my ex-wife was still at the house. And so I decided to put it up, you know, this guy drove it from Kuski and put it up here in the Cottonwood trailer park. And everything was good and I started having it skirted by a professional skirter because I, I couldn't, couldn't put do it. I couldn't do it, Mm-mm. you know. And all of a sudden the building inspector shows up and says, That can't stay here. I go, What? He goes, if it was seventy feet more to the back, out of city limits, you could keep it here. Oh, but since it's older than nineteen seventy three and not up to code, it cannot stay here. And I said, oh, What no. do I do about that? And he goes, That's not my problem. Oh my goodness. So the next day I called a local mover over in Grangeville and said, okay, I need to move this, but I don't know where. So the only place that I could find was the country court outside of Grangeville, right, right next to the mill there. They're uh-huh. out of city limits. Right. And the lady there said, yes, we can take mm-hmm. your trailer. So I did. I called uh, CNB towing, and they came over, um, and we picked out a lot, and I said, okay, I'll meet you here in the morning at 7 o'clock. Woke up at 6.30. It was the worst snowstorm ever. Oh, no. Worst snowstorm ever. I mean, it oh, was snowing no. and blowing. So I thought, well, surely they're not going to do this today. I mean, it was on its wheels and everything, just ready to be hooked up and pulled. I get up there to the trailer park. The trailer's gone. I'm thinking, oh, they they took off without me. So I drove over to Grangeville using Highway Mm -hmm. 95, and I get to my spot, no trailer. I'm Mm -hmm. thinking, you can't miss a trailer, a mobile home going alongside the road, even if it was off the side of the road. So I came back, called the office, no answer. Three hours later... They call me and says, "Um, we decided to take the back road, and we the um, one of the wheels fell off, oh, no. and it's in a ditch, and half of the tin is blowing.
4: Oh my gosh!
3: So then, you know, start shaking, yeah. anxiety, all that kind of stuff. And Lord says, you know, you'll get through this, you'll get through this. So I called the guy up that I bought the trailer from. His name was Vern Frisley. Uh, he became a really good father figure um, mm-hmm. when I bought this. I mean, after that. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, he came over that night or that day actually started at 1 o'clock, snowing, blowing, and he jacked that trailer back up onto the road. He said he had to use his pickup as a winch, and he would jack it up in the air and get two inches and then set it back down. Oh, my goodness. He he was 1 o'clock in the morning. He comes to my house, got the wheel back on it, and you (sighs) could see the frost (sighs) and the snow all off his beard. And he knew what I was going through, but Mm -hmm. he had such a love for God as well. He's like, okay, you're good to go. So then I decided to call I was like, "Well, I don't want to call that tow company again. They already kind of messed yeah. me, you know, taking me over the coals already once." And it's like I had no other option, so I called them back. Well, that day, all this it was melting and it was decent. Mm-hmm. So then we get it over to the Grangeville, and this time I, this time I decided to follow it. Right. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. If they decided to take any lefts or right turns, I was mm-hmm. going to be there. And so we get to Grangeville to the spot where I picked it out, and there was five quarter wood on the trailer pad. <laughs> all piled up. They decided to do the sewer system that day, on that area at that particular time.
2: Isn't Satan funny? Yeah.
3: So, and the guy that's pulling it, got his arms crossed and says, you're getting charged by the hour. And I said, and the guys wouldn't budge on moving the wood because they weren't done with the sewer thing. And I'm like, Lord, what do we do? What do we do? So, if they, they had a tobacco there and they decided to take and scoop it up with the the backhoe truck and stuff, and then we were able to back it in. Great, okay. Get the trailer in in the dark. It's there finally. So then, all of a sudden, about about a week later, my ex-wife decides to come over to the house, and she was, you know, she constantly was coming over and knocking on the door, and kind of it was harassment. It was. I just didn't want to do anything with her because of my anxiety level. She'd say, we got some bills coming, some credit card things coming and stuff. I don't understand. Did you go get some DVDs down and players and listing? I'm like, well, no, I can't find my wallet, though. She's like, well, and so now you're going through all this trying to call credit card companies. Mm-hmm. My wallet was stolen. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. You want to come back after a message? No, we're <laughs> okay. okay. So anyways, um, I go to the police and tell them my wallet's missing and... I'm canceling all the credit cards and um, bills, you know, the Mm -hmm. statements that came in and said, this wasn't mine. I didn't do this purchase and stuff. That in itself, the credit card companies were good and said, listen, you know, we, you know, you didn't do this fraudulent stuff like that. But the anxiety again, Mm -hmm. okay, with my back still Mm -hmm. being bad at, you know, at that time, um, just locked everything Mm up. Um, So this letter comes in the mail and says, sorry, Mr. Mogger about the DVD player you ordered. Um, but we'll send it to the address you requested below, oh. and it was oh. to a guy in Whitebird that was working for the moving company. Oh. Uh, I went to the police and I said, "Listen, I said, um, here's the here's the guy that stole it." And they're like, "Ah, so they guess what?" I said, "Dress up as a UPS man, pretend you got the the DVD, get my credit card back. At least we catch the the, uh-huh. the bad guy." No, they show up on the door with their badges and knock on the door and say, "Hey, we <laughs> want to know if you got Mr. mogger's credit card." Well, what's he going to do? He's not going to put his hands out and say, oh, rest me. No, I don't have it. And that was the end Mm -hmm. of the deal. But that was part Mm -hmm. of the, you asked about Satan. Yeah. Yeah. And God kept telling me, I said, listen, you know, your bad back, all of this, you're going to use for a testimony to help everybody else that's going through something. And guess that's what we're doing today.
2: Yeah. We're going to go on break, and when we get back, we'll talk more and finish up the show with John (laughs) Mogger so thank you
3: hallelujah
5: this is the Voice America Influencers Channel be inspired look
0: for Annette and Myrna's book turning the curse into a blessing a testimony of God's healing power The book elucidates the journey of how Annette Smith gained healing from living as a child and other people. The book is available through Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle formats. Anyone who is looking for guidance from God and feeling that life is hopeless should read this book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. Find it today. Abba Daddy House, Incorporated was founded by Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We provide pro bono counseling for those caught in the insurance gap. We also provide basic needs for those who have great difficulty making it from one month to the next. Donations for expanding our business are always appreciated. Remember Philippians 4, verse 3. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. Visit Abadaddyhouse.org.
5: Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel.
0: You are listening to Abba Daddy Girls Speak Out. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to Abba Daddy House 7 at gmail.com. Now, back to Myrna and Annette.
2: Well, hello everybody. We're back from break. And when they give you the phone numbers, don't hesitate to call in if you have something you want to say to us. And if you want to talk about the subject on the show, we're, we'd love to hear from you. Okay, John, you want to finish talking about what you talked about?
3: Yeah, where do we leave off again? <laughs> well, what
2: I,
1: what I would like for you to do is how you... The whole theme today has been restoration. Yes. And how you have, how God has restored you. Right. I mean, financially, spiritually, relationally. Amen. And and all of that together. How that has, how you have applied what he's done as restoration for you and how you've used that today.
3: Oh, okay. So we were talking earlier about the testimonies and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, If something in your life that, satan is trying to tear apart god always told me it says if you weren't going to be a threat to him then you wouldn't be such
4: you know (laughs) a a thing
3: that he's trying to throw at right And so that was all these the things that stay closer to the lord and as he convicted me of things like okay don't watch jerry springer think on the things that are pure Pure, and Mm noble and on those things and then feeding your soul those things today um well when you accept the lord in your heart it's like my training wheels came off as a Catholic, okay. okay? I The Lord showed me right away a vision, okay? And my brother, who is a really strong uh, Protestant, was calling me say, okay, you found truth, you know, outside that that realm and that church. Okay, when are you leaving? Because that's, mm. that's became the norm. And God said, listen, um, he showed me a vision as a firefighter. And I called my brother back and I said, brother, I said, firefighters don't learn how to save people from outside a building. They're in it i said the lord wants me i'm not saying that that's the call for everybody mm-hmm. but to be in there now i'm not in there pointing the fingers i'm not saying i'm right and you're wrong what i do is that i was at a funeral a couple of years ago of a classmate of mine and i sat in the very back and i just prayed for the family i mean, and even the pastor was like you know this man doesn't you know hasn't talked about god and he's not real god-fearing and mm-hmm. stuff like that and i just prayed and prayed for the family and stuff like that when i was over the service was over with. I was outside greeting the people. And this lady came out of nowhere. Uh, I never met her before. She was probably, she said, three pews ahead of me. She said, um, can, I, can I talk to you? And I said, sure. She goes, um, you obviously aren't just a traditional Catholic. She goes, I can feel the spirit of God coming off of you. Wow. Who are you and what's, what's this, you know, wh- what's your story? And I said, well, I've learned that there's more to God between 10 and 11 and when I was going through all my bad stuff, I accepted the Lord, and it's like, oh my gosh, and like epiphany. It's like that, mm-hmm. the blinders off. I took my training wheels off. And now instead of having to go to church, it's a want to. Mm-hmm. So, and I've applied that same thing that the Lord has kept telling me, don't be ashamed of me. Talk to mm-hmm. people, um, be open. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I don't sit up in the morning going, okay, this is my agenda, because the Holy Spirit is so, you know, Open and mm-hmm. freeing. Um, like when you guys started doing the show in here, the th- furthest thing from my mind was being on here. Mm-hmm. But I was okay. I'm going to be an instrument. Let them use the room. And you know, and now you guys, you're like, hey, you know, you want to do this? I'm like, that's an open door. Mm-hmm. Just last week, I was at church. Um, my little daughter Maya. Um, I've remarried. Mm-hmm. Okay. Met a wonderful lady in Montana and stuff, and I can share about the testimony on that, but we don't have all we day. We don't have time. <laughs> but I'm sitting in church In church there, and my sister, who's the youth pastor in this town, um, she's really close to the Lord and stuff, and we've talked about opening your heart. She pulls me out words afterwards, and she's crying, and she goes, John goes, um, I feel you need to go to Haiti with us in 2020. So they have a mission that goes mm-hmm. over there every two years. Mm-hmm. And she goes, there's a gentleman that backed out. And every, I said, well, what do I need to do? And she goes, nothing. All expenses, are your, you're going to be a chaperone for the for the right. young teenagers that mm-hmm. are going. Then she said, also, when him backing out, there's also a, a teenage spot available, mm. which my son, Sam, who's a junior in high school. Oh, that's awesome. So, he's going to go All right. over there with me in 2020. <laughs> oh. Yes. And he's been on a couple conferences already. And my sister in private has talked to me and says, hey. We go to these conferences. He sits in the back, you know. And he's, you know, he mingles with the kids. But they'll say, "Hey, who's ever felt to be, you know, called to be a priest or come to a religious life?" He's walked up several times. Now he doesn't come home and say, "Hey, Dad, guess what I did?" Right. I find out through the grapevine. Mm-hmm. So, um, seeds, you know, seeds. Seeds. Mm-hmm. So uh, relationships have changed. Um, what I, how I look at things have changed. Mm-hmm. Um, my relationship with people in general, and just. You know, I used to be always so uptight and stuff, and the mm-hmm. Lord just softened me
4: mm-hmm. on,
3: hey, you know, if there's a washer that breaks down, hey, it's mine. Yep. You know, I'll fix it, you know. Yep. <laughs> or if this person's unhappy or something like that, I'll fix it. Bring it to me. Mm-hmm. Don't try to do it yourself. Yep.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: So, yeah. I, I just, I, I want to pray for anybody out there right now that that is dealing with similar situations. Mm-hmm. Because I, like, I had a plumber that came to my house and he was telling me about his going through a divorce and he was mm-hmm. contemplating suicide. Mm-hmm. Then I shared him my story about
4: mm-hmm. bad
3: back, lost my wallet, all, all that all what that. I just shared mm-hmm. with you. And he looked at me and says, wow, if you made it through that, I could make it through, through this. this. And I said, only through Christ. Though. That's right. Mm-hmm. I says, you can try to do it all you want to. Mm-hmm. And I says, you're going to battle. But I says, and I know he, the Lord brought him there for a reason. Yes. And, and so when I was going through all my dilemmas God kept saying listen you can use this yep. in the future you, you I want you to use this in mm-hmm. the future I want you to it, not just well I went through this and I'm surviving you know mm-hmm. like I think Joyce Meyer talks like that mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just living the day yep. you know I'm just getting through that lady in the war room we were talking mm-hmm. about that I listened to mm-hmm. she's got such passion and stuff like that if we were promoting Christ, it's something that we can't make up. Right. If the Holy Spirit's in us, the excitement is there. Mm, exactly. And it's it's when we go to bed and it's when we wake up.
2: And it's transferable.
3: Yes. <laughs> that's the River Jordan. <laughs> that's yes, right. That's that the, is. that's the flowing heat. That's the flowing. So I ask myself every night, was I the River Jordan today or was I the Dead Sea?
2: Mm, good point. And you know, well, I leave there, the Dead Sea jacket at home. Yeah. <laughs> but there is
3: times that we are and the Lord brings us back. He's so mm-hmm, gracious mm-hmm. and loving. Um, that he's like, you know, I still love you. Yeah. I'm not going to throw you to the side. I'm not going to put you in a heat pile like a broken washer right, and stuff. Right. I'm going to restore you and yeah. say, okay, let's let's work on this again. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, he doesn't chastise you because you right. missed the boat. I mean, right. I, I believe that's why there's other fellow Christians and sisters and brothers in the right. Lord. It's like, if I miss it, you got my back. Right.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: He's going to make that way for you to that's go, right. hey, you know, Myrna, okay, John missed it in the post office and... But he's going to bring her around to see them or mm-hmm. something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
2: He, says, he says, "John missed it in the post office, so get that stamp and stamp his head." <laughs> yeah.
3: So joy of the Lord. So I just want to pray for anybody that's going out there through this similar situations um, a death, a suicide, a, uh, a divorce, um, that you're not alone, and that the spirit of the Lord and stuff knows what you're going through, and that I just pray that you open that door. And that you walk through that door, and it isn't that you have to be, you know, into the Word 24-7. God will put the Word in you. Mm-hmm. He'll put that desire. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's times that my children and stuff have gone off to church, and the Lord said, I want you to go out back and sit in a lawn chair and open the Bible and just mean mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. It's such a amazing time, just mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. You know, driving down the road, if you're a truck driver, mm-hmm. you know, and you're, you're feeling like you're this mundane, that... That he's there with you on the That's other side. Right. He's your co-pilot. We have yeah. a little
2: prayer garden that we, we've made. Myrna and I fixed it up out in the trees mm. in our backyard, yeah. our yeah. back place. And it's just awesome just to go sit there and
3: yeah. talk to God. Amen. You know? So Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He is. And no one can come to the Father except through him. We mm-hmm. can't get there through planes, trains, automobiles, U-Haul, Um Our works. That's right. We get there through Him, and He will do the rest. And I, I would encourage. I would just strongly encourage anybody that's on the fence, um, that's even accepted the Lord, that they, they renew their their faith with Him Mm -hmm. and walk with Him, and that He will never turn you asunder. That's right. Amen.
1: Amen. So thank you for listening, and John, thank you for being our guest
3: today. Hallelujah! Thank you. And
1: your generosity of your office Mm -hmm. and the internet. And you all can connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Abadaddy7 at Gmail, and, of course, next week, abadaddygirls.live.
0: Thank you for being here this week. Be sure to join hosts Annette Smith and Myrna Thatcher for another edition of Abadaddy Girls Speak Out, next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Enjoy the upcoming weekend.